and welcome to the podcast. It's Bat Ross. <laughs> and that would make me Robin, sadly. <laughs> Robin Phil? Rob, Robin Phil. Phil oh, can I be Nightwing rather than Robin? No, Nightwing's my, Nightwing's my, Nightwing's my, Nightwing's my favourite character. Oh, so that, that makes me like, that makes me Robin. Thanks. You could be the Christopher Donald Robin as well, a particularly terrible. <laughs> the Robin, particularly bland Robin. The Robin's so bad that they literally haven't had an on-screen Robin since because they're just like, yeah. When, but... they, cast, when they cast Chris O'Donnell, with no disrespect to Chris O'Donnell, because I quite like him, like NCIS LA and, and stuff. Um, and he always looks striking like Robbie Amell. I'm amazed they haven't played brothers in something yet, even though Robbie Amell has... As a brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stephen about Stephen about. So there's like, it's very strange. Um, I don't know what I was talking about now. But the point is, when they were casting Chris O'Donnell as Robin, did anybody go, why are we going to cast him as Robin? Like, just, did anyone no, just I, th- I think, I think, him, like, he's Kai. By the way, he doesn't even do anything particularly wrong. No, no, like, but why him? But if you're going to talk bad casting, um, like, it, when it gets to Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, mm. You're just like, we're at that point, we're like, really? We've gone so far off the reservation now that oh, Batgirl, yes. who, who remember is studying at Oxbridge. Oxbridge Academy. The Oxbridge Academy, you know, in that England. In, in what? <laughs> I, I always remember that line. Like in a film where every moment made me go, oh, really? Like that mm. was the moment where I just went, I was just like, okay, now you I have to say, I have to say, I love it more and more every time I see it. Like, just the fact that he, Alfred designed the bat outfit for her. Why? Like, why would you ever do it? Also, like, she, hasn't had any, she hasn't had any training to be a bat thing. Whatever. Like, <laughs> why would you ever, like, here's an outfit. Yeah, but what am I going to do with that? What, how, how am I going to fit into it? Like, basically, she's a slightly, <clears throat> you know, no disrespect to Alicia Silverstone in that film, but she's a slightly <sighs> chubby, like, yes. completely unsuited to the role. If you believe, <laughs> I mean, if you believe to me and if say, you believe in the stories, but if you believe in the stories, they had to have someone specifically stopping Alicia Silverstone and George Clooney eating sweets on set. Brilliant. If you if you believe the stories, which I kind of can, to be blunt, it, it'd be like someone turning around to me and saying, "Hey, Phil, here's a Batman outfit. Go out and set, <laughs> go out and fight crime." And I'd be like, "I could. I mean, I don't know how well that's going to go." <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do to be this. fair, if it was us doing it, we look more like um, David well, Jason. Well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah one of the Del Boy and Rodney Boy. from uh, yeah. Batman. Fact. In fact, maybe one year, Ross, we should do a Halloween gig. The best bit is when they go to that party afterwards, and it's the me- is it the mayor or something? She goes, she goes, Batman. That's one of the funniest. <laughs> <Yeah, that's- laughs> I think in the history of television, and I genuinely mean this, in the history of television, there has never been a joke set up as well and executed as well as that. Because you absolutely know where it's going from the moment, the moment you see it, you know where it's going. And then when there's the bit where they're running through the- um, Yes, that's one of the the funniest. And having watched watched Batman 66 very recently, it's incredibly accurate. Like, like, It really looks like how that looked. I genuinely think it's one of the greatest TV moments ever. I mean, I think it's a yeah. better moment than Del Boy falling through the bar. Falling through and the bar, is, yeah. And that yeah, is a legendary TV moment. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think that Batman and Robin moment is just, it's just, 
it's so well done, it's so well set up, and it's so well played. I remember watching it for the first time with my dad, and like I remember I actually had to physically pause. Oh, it. we we all did. It was a very that was the whole was it a Christmas one? Was it like Yeah, it was a Christmas was, one. Yeah, it was, it was one of it was or it was certainly one of like a very specific run of the you know, and it was amazingly funny. Amazing, funny. You know, I, I, I'm desperate to go and see the stage play of that, but unfortunately my wife going to go. Oh, well, listen, dude, I'll go. I, this, I was about to say the same thing. Boys, okay. boys night out. It's for real. Okay. It's I'm going to organise that because I'm desperate to see Only Fools and Horses. Um, yeah. Let's do that. I'll, I'll, right, because this must be the most boring podcast I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. What are they talking about? Literally, it's <laughs> Let's all go. Talk about their social plans. Look, as you may have guessed, we've been talking Batman today. <laughs> yes, yes. This podcast is about Batman. Yeah. It, it literally, I don't, I don't think we get to Del Boy Modney, but um, okay, cool. Right, where were we? Batman. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to no. talk about Batman. We're going to cover off um, martial arts, uh, and then we'll obviously, as always, we're going to talk about the the oldest and newest films we've seen. Although. I'm gonna be honest. The cinema has been a bit of a dead spot the last since Batman came out. Like nothing's come out until it X actually has. But the only two films that have been out that I sort of want to see, but I'm just struggling to get to them. It is yes, since the Batman. Duke, the Duke no, 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 no. And do you know what? I wouldn't mind watching either of those. Actually, they look like TV <laughs> movies. They look like they look like TV movies. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them. I'm not. They're not cinema for me though. Not particularly, no, no, not particularly. But what I'm saying is, if, if uh, Jenny Turner said, let's go and see it, I'd be like, all right, you know, fine. But the yeah. other two are films that have been out since before it came out, which is Sing 2 and um, and even Uncharted. I'm yeah. not desperate to see, I, I really want to see Sing 2 big time. And it's it still seems to be going strong, which is great. So hopefully in the coming week or something, I'd love to get that squared away. Uncharted, it's not why I'm that bothered. But like you, you, said, you said it, most people, yeah, exactly that's what I mean. Like just pop down there, watch yeah, it. Yeah, if you've got like, Cineworld Pass, like, do it. If you haven't, got there has been nothing else. Program. But nothing else has come out where I thought we must see that. Now, X it's all been about out. Metro. X came I out. I want to see that. I want to see that. I didn't know. I didn't know that X was directed by Ty West. Yeah. And I know. I know Ty West could be, without being disrespectful, variable. But Ty West films overall are really interesting indie films. Yeah. He, he's whether you like the very genre, variable. you know. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, but he... I like him. But I like him. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's really <laughs> like some of his films. I've just been like. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. But there's always something interesting. And he's a pretty interesting actor. Like, he's in Your Next. And he's in a bunch of things. And, like, he's... I think he's interesting. And he's, yeah. like, he's not... He doesn't appear to have, in the few interviews I've heard or seen or whatever, he, he seems to be a very mellow fellow. Like, I feel like what he'd be a nice person. Like Roth. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank so, yeah, yeah. for that. So look, let's dive into it, Ross. Um, like excluding martial arts, because we'll talk about that one um in a second. Yeah. But let's really quickly just go through the last couple, the last new and old film we've seen. So, Absolutely. do you want to go first on the newest new film that you've seen? Yep. Okay. Now, <clears throat> first, I saw three in one day, and when I say when I say I saw three in one day, I saw I did what I promised I wouldn't do. <laughs> I've really been trying hard not to do this. Yeah. Uh, to not not watch films, if that makes sense. But um, two star Bruce Willis, so you're okay. I couldn't, but uh, there's actually four. Um, I, I will go through, if you want to say anything, I won't say, I'll, I'll say like a sentence about each one. And if you want to jump on any of it, just do it. Just because. Okay, Blacklight. Uh, the oh, God. Movie, I watched which Blacklight. I, I, I got, I think, 40 minutes in. And what's even particularly interesting, I think I might have messaged you about this. First of all, it's the same director as The Marksman, so not good. 
because that's one I stopped about 20 minutes in. I got about 40 because I think I started initially messaging you going, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, like initially, <laughs> because it, unlike The Marksman, it looks like a film. The Marksman looks all video I don't know if you remember it, like all bleached well, out. So I would stuff. say the opposite. I would say that, like, this looks so like well i agree well late well later oh. on i agree later on i agree well sort of like grimy muddy dtv do you know what I mean? but initially yeah. because it kind of had a gritty look i'm not saying i like the grit i'm just saying it felt more yeah, yeah. to me than, than initially the marksman now here's the thing um a little bit of brain not working first of all the, the young actor who is like the Jason Bourne type that he's assigned to bring in. I'm not going to explain the plot. There's no point. Um, he's like assigned to bring in, in, he's assigned to sort of bring in agents that have kind of gone wrong or, or they're in the tight spot. And they never really kind of, explain that. I never really explain that, at least not in the 40 minutes. They, you don't really know. That's basically, that's basically what he does. He, yeah. he kind of rescues that, that woman at the beginning from like those rednecks, which is mm, all right. Like it wasn't good, but it was all right. And then he's after this Jake because he's like a Jason Bourne type. Because when he finally catches up to him, the Jason Bourne type, who isn't a bad actor by any means, he's, he's okay, a bit bland, but he's, he's okay. He sort of says, We've been hurting innocent people. It's something like that, right? So he's yeah. kind of on the run. And I'm assuming, and I don't know this because you've watched the whole film, that there's like some sort of nefarious plot from the like the Treadstone type organization. I'm assuming it's something like that. I can, I can um, guarantee right or wrong. the first yeah. time you saw Liam Leeson's boss. You right. went, well, blatantly going to be him. Bad, that's, that's the bad thing. Yeah, okay, fine, good. So I was basically on the right track. There's a point where he brings him in, but he escapes, and then he catches up to him again. And it feels like the end of the film, because I was kind of, like, checked out. I was working, just had yeah. a film on. And I thought, genuinely, we're near the end of the film, because there was this big thing where there's, like, loads of guys with yeah. guns. And, blah, blah, blah. and I looked at the counter, and it was about 42 minutes in. I went, I'm done. And there's 50 minutes to go. I'm done. Turned it off. Yeah. Couldn't care. Less. And there's sort of enough action peppered for it, bland as hell. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't. Let's leave. I've, I, I've, I've, got, I've got on too long about it, but I could not. I'm like, can we please stop this now? Yeah. Like, this I isn't funny it. anymore. No, I watched it on a train and it was. Mm -hmm. And because of that, yeah. and because I was kind of like, I was watching it and then I kind of started to do a few bits in the background and I was sure. like, I got to the point where I was just like, eh, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, sure. it was boring as fuck. It really was Genuinely. like and it's so cheap. It felt so. Yeah, it does I don't know where cheap. they shot it, but that was meant to be Washington DC, and I've not it been to Washington like, DC. Doesn't look like Washington at but all. It, it looks it, like I don't know. Like, it doesn't look like yeah. anywhere. I've seen a lot of films anywhere. in Washington DC, and I've never seen that. So and... very briefly, so very brief, just without because I'm like, so the three that I watched on the same day, which I stopped. One of them I stopped for a specific reason, and the other two I stopped because of Bruce Willis. The, the first <laughs> Bruce Willis Fair. stopped play. Fair. Um, Fair. Now, I watched a film called Fresh. It's about I got about 35, 40 minutes in. Oh, now there's a reason I stopped. List, actually, my, my it is very list. right. Now here's the thing. Very good. The beginning of it is like a rom com essentially. Um, yes. by yeah, Kate, and it becomes a very specific genre. Now, I don't know if you want to spoil it or not. When I read, because I didn't know what it became, I knew it was a genre film as opposed to a rom com. But when I realized where it was going, I just completely lost interest and turned it off. It wasn't because the film was bad, it's because this subgenre, and let's just say it, the comparison is raw. I have no interest in it at all. I just can't. Okay. I can't. See, there's I... not much for me to say about this. I can't. I thought it's Raw a very, was very one of the best films. I've loads seen of people do, and that's fine. That's totally cool. I, uh, 
I understand that. I like the opening of Raw, like, like the introduction yeah. to the, the, the no, training no, point. I, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Cool. Now, here's the thing. So it's not that I, it's not that I don't think the film is good. When I realised what it was, what it was going to pivot to, Pivot? Just not interested, but yeah, but really great performances, really great. I'm so I'm just there's my personal preference. This yeah, wasn't yeah, me going fun. now. The two I watched after that on the same day, Gasoline Alley and A Day to Die. Now, Gasoline Alley, I'll just stand out quickly. It's a much better made film than A Day to Die for the, the, the amount that I saw. Devon Sauer is the lead, and I really like Devon Sauer, he's really good. But when you get to like Bruce Willis and Luke Wilson together. They're complete. Obviously, we know Bruce Willis. Luke Wilson is fully checked out. It just dragged it. it when you get that kind of steep decline immediately, and I kept watching for a little bit longer, and then I was like, I can't. Keep, I I just can't keep watching it. I'm done it, now. It, it, Unless yes, it's yeah, I'm done. A I'm Tarantino done. movie, right? Or or you or you do genuinely hear you'd be amazed at this. Check this out. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. Oh my listen, god, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. And then the next one was A Day to Die, which stars Kevin Connolly, who I like. Uh, Kevin, no, not Kevin Connolly. Kevin Dillon, who I like at Johnny Drama. like him a lot. Yeah. Um, but it is fully incomprehensible in the first few minutes. I'm not exaggerating. When you spend the first few minutes of a film going, I literally don't understand not just what's happening, but the, the, the composition of the shots going like from shot to shot. And you're just going, what? what's actually happening like not 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 yeah. just what's the story like i cannot follow the flow of the edit and when something yeah. is that distracting <laughs> so i lasted i wanted to turn it off i'm not exaggerating seven minutes in and i turned it off 12 minutes in and then i skipped to the end just because frank realized in it i watched the last few minutes and it was just embarrassing and i've got to just add something here quickly there's a facebook thread uh, by a, a chum of mine sean ryan talented writer does a lot of like BTV stuff, very solid genre guy, you know. Um, and I, he, he'd commented about one of them, and I kind of jumped in and went, Yeah, blah blah blah, nothing too insulting, blah blah. blah. And he wasn't being that insulting, but he's like, I'm done with Bruce Willis films. And then one of the executive producers of all of these Bruce Willis films, oh. in not a negative way, by the way, in a very interesting constructive if you know anything about how things work guys and if not condescending and we all kind of started going yeah we do and we get it and no disrespect you know we're not trying to be that blah 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 and we had a very interesting conversation and i might well be having a solid conversation with him this week on the phone oh nice it's uh, I mean... yeah he's an actor he's an actor and executive producer and it's i'm just saying given all the, the flack that we've been giving, yeah. which you know, I, not, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stepping down from that. This was your, it's all this was your quick all run through of the. This one is my one quick run through. Yeah. This is my quick run through. Uh, right. Okay. Hey, so you over. To you. Yeah, I watched. I'm going to talk about two really quickly. I watched Eight yeah. Bit Christmas because oh, you know, so I loved it. I loved it. March. Um, I loved it. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Really charming. It's not the best film ever, but it's really lovely. It's no, lovely director, film. you know, it's a, a solid kind of, you know, hallmarky type film yeah. but with a bit of extra class in it. So I like that. Um, I watched the Craig Fairbrass film, A Violent Man, which I thought was actually... I need to watch it. I need to watch that. Really unsettling. The, yeah. the interesting thing about it, and it wasn't until about 25 minutes in, that I realised virtually the entire film is set in his prison cell. Yeah. I think it's done, from what I hear, it's done. Film. From what I hear, it's done really, really well. Ross McCall it's done it, of course. really well, and Fairbrass yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Like 
to the point where that and the last film he did, which I can't remember what it was called. Muscle, he... Muscle. I need to see Muscle, but I loved Villain. No, villain. That. villain. I love Villain. I yeah. Mean, so I haven't really seen Muscle, surprised. but Villain, he was Big brilliant. And the film was good. Yeah. And this is very yeah. much of that film. So, like, I am genuinely impressed at how kind of interested I'm becoming in what he's doing now. And see, this is the thing. Outside of, without being even disrespectful to the franchise, outside of Foot Soldier, Craig Fairbrass. Yeah. And by the way, even in Foot Soldier, Fairbrass is still sort of one of the best things in those films. But they're so but it's just, but it's, and it's so, but it's, it's just boring. It's not even just that they're rubbish. They are. It's that they're boring. Like, like the stuff you see again and again, the churned up, let's be nasty to women, let's say cunt a lot, let's da da da. There's and nothing in it. There's no, there's, no, there's no life to any of it. No, no life it's all predicated it. on making heroes out of like scumbags, I'm, I'm losers, making heroes out of losers. They're, they're losers. Yeah. They're not even successful people. I'm, I'm always a fan of like you know me. I love the Wolf of Wall Street, the Goodfellas. Ooh, I love all those yeah. kind of. I love those kind yeah. of films. Sure, but they're just they're just like like, and also I'm so bored of seeing people play younger versions of themselves when they're twenty years older than oh, they were. This, is, this one is actually this, this the most recent one is completely mental. They're they twenty years TV? older. They're twenty years older than when they first started playing the characters, and then this film was set ten years before that. Before they started. So they are playing characters. They're supposed to be playing characters in their late 20s. And you just go, but they're in their 50s. It's not, it's barely funny. Like, because you just go, well, that is really funny. But yeah. you go, it's not funny. Just get actors. Like, if you're going to do it, have them, I know it's not possible because they're all dead, but maybe have it set now and then you flash back to younger versions of the actors. Oh, yeah. If, you're, if you want to keep them all in, do something that's not sure. yeah, literally... It's laughable it's laughable it's, it's foolish yeah and it's it's just and it's yeah it is anyway let's not dwell on that the old <laughs> film i saw and again i'm going to cover this off really quickly because i want to get to martial yeah, arts and i course. really want to talk yeah, about sure. Batman. we ran out gotcha. of time um gotcha. I, I i you know we were talking about the swarm a couple of weeks ago yes of course i started to watch the swarm <laughs> i couldn't get past 45 minutes oh it's two and a, it's two hours th forty minutes. It's between. a long film. Yeah, it's a long film and it's really Weirdly. bad. Yeah, it's like Michael Caine is really bad in it. Yes, and it the is. film is it's just... famously it's famously it's an Irwin Allen film, isn't it? I famously. but I I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. I genuinely sure. watch it like like a couple of times a year. I quite enjoyed it. And this is a, an abject lesson in in memory and time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my memory and the time I was watching it, and maybe the fact I was watching it with my mum, I don't know. Like, I have this amazing memory of watching it and really enjoying it. And, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I got 45 minutes in, and I couldn't even have it on in the background whilst I worked. I was just like, <laughs> it was, it, yeah. So just rubbish. there's a very good lesson there, um, and it won't be one that I, I shall be repeating, sadly. So, uh, mm -hmm. right. Do you want to, because your old film will encompass martial arts, we just jump into Well, no, 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 it won't, no, it won't, no, no, it won't. Oh, okay, no, no. The last film I saw wasn't, wasn't martial arts. I'm going to, I'm going to mention three, and it's one of them. No, we don't have time! No, 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 seriously, seriously, no, no, no discussion needed, I promise you, on two of them, I promise. And it's just because one was super interesting, I watched Force Majeure okay. in 2014, which was incredible, if you've never seen it, it's hugely worth it, uh, incredibly, and it was remade as Downhill with Will Ferrell about a few years later. I have to very briefly touch on The Godfather because I can't oh, not yes. touch on The Godfather. Yeah. Uh, Jen, Jenny and I went to see it at the Prince Charles Cinema. I've never seen it on the big screen. It's amazing, it's isn't it? It's three hours long. It is absolutely amazing. It was a joy to watch. 
Uh, Jenny, funny enough, picked up on the fact, because I didn't know this, that a lot of the costumes and stuff weren't actually accurate for the time period at all. They were very 70s rather than, you know, when it's set. They were when very was, 70s, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which I can yeah, why... say, I, never, I don't particularly notice it, but no, it's, it's just an extraordinary why... film. Yeah, it's also why I was always... I... I, my memory was that it was of the 70s and set in the right. 70s. And yeah. when I saw it again, but I was like, not. oh, fuck, it's yeah. not. It's like, 40, it's like 1945 to 47 or something. A 48, well, like 48. I think, but 48 maybe. It it's post-war. But it's like, yeah. like the, when I first, and that opened, that whole opening scene, you think it's the 70s. And it's not till, yes. yeah. almost not till like a good hour or so in that you realise that it's in the in the. Well, in many ways, in many ways, the thing that first clues you in, non-verbally and weirdly, given the costumes being wrong, is that Al Pacino's military outfit. That's exactly is well, is well yeah. That's when you yeah. first realise that it's something not... You're right, because it never says. The six no, months, but it's... No, it's, never it's, it's Except it, later on, it starts saying the year. It starts saying the year. It's paces slow. Yeah, yes. Expertly slow, right? Like, it's you never feel like it's it is a, It is a... It, it's an exercise in tension. So, a couple of things very, very quickly. Marlon Brando. Now... You have to remember, even when we were young, the first, my first experiences of, of uh, Vito Corleone were mostly impressions and impersonations. We, I said this parodies. last time out. It's... Right, yes, you did. His performance is electrifying. Oh, he it's is amazing. absolutely extraordinary performance when you see it in the like in context of the film. Uh, even things like that first shot when it starts pulling back from a guy yeah. asking him for his favour, and you just see his hand. Yeah. His hand is, but... unre- his little gestures are like for me best brando in it is is the later scenes when he's kind of given the family over to michael and he's in the garden before he dies yes Yes. that is just extraordinary and the scene where he tells him whoever comes to you with the meeting from barzini is the traitor yes that is on that scene is on and then when you see it happen it is so unbelievable. Good. And like, can I just quickly touch on a scene that no one ever talks about? The scene when he's when when Al Pacino get this is before he's become involved with anything. The scene out we both know this. The scene outside the hospital where he and he convinces the butcher the baker to be oh, on pretend they have the guns. The tension in that scene is unbelievable. It is no music. It is no. unbelievable. Isn't and his, and Pacino's change. Pacino's change as well. There's a couple of key points where he changes performance yeah. into becoming hard. Like after his after his uh, Italian wife gets bombed, all of that stuff. His performance is... It, 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 oh. it, defi- it defies explanation in terms of how he... That scene when he goes to Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I'd forgotten, because I probably hadn't seen it in 20 years. I'd forgotten <laughs> just how phenomenal it was and how it's incredible performances were. It's incredible. How... And, and even through years of parody, yes, exactly. Literally decades, four, decades 50 years, fifty years. It still doesn't numb it. So no, that's no, great. And then of course, last and, then, one, and I know Robocop. this, you, you, yeah, Robocop. Yeah. On the big and we don't screen. need to go on about it, except for it was extraordinary big screen. But Prince Charles said again, Jenny and I, the, the, the big screen, Prince Charles audience was. Buzzing. As you would as you would expect. Um, Ross, can I ask you a question? Did they show the 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 full version, or did they show the much superior? The director's cut. The director's oh, cut. No, I was going to say, did they show the I'm much a TV, superior the TV, version. TV version? Yeah. The TV Forget version. you. Forget you. Forget Forget you. you. That's exactly what I was thinking when he actually walks in with it. Yeah. I, in my head, I was hearing it. Forget you. Forget I, you. 
I am desperate to find the TV version of Robocop and the TV and version weapon. of you probably, Lethal Weapon and you the TV version of it. Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Because the Die I'm Hard, remember we've said this before, Die Hard yeah. with advert is shorter than... Die Hard, there's a version of Die Hard, with, I remember because I watched this with Kevin Akehurst back in, in Bournemouth days, I remember watching a version of Die Hard that ITV fit into a 90-minute time slot. Yeah, yeah. And you go, with how does that... And it, by the way, it totally worked. Yeah. You never questioned any of it. It just went. It's like, but the, the TV version of Robocop, I mean, I used to love the TV version of uh, Lethal Weapon because Lethal like, Weapon. Let's like, get literally at farmers. the end, like <laughs> the whole nunchuck stuff got cut out. Yeah, yeah. So when I first saw it outside of the TV version, I think on like VHS. And that you, mean version, night, you mean the nightstick? You mean the nightstick? Nightstick, sorry, not nunchuck, yeah, yeah, nightstick. Yeah. The first time I saw it with the nightstick fight, after I'd seen the TV version, because that's mm-hmm. the only version I've ever seen, I was blown away. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. Where was this? Yeah. Brilliant. Great. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yes, no, just, yeah, just wonderful. fantastic. Wonderful. Look, wonderful. Um, do you want to just talk through um, martial arts? I think we got to day five, I think, last I'll time. quickly, I'll just go straight through them all again. Go, go, go. Right. Yeah, so, go, so, go. And I, won't, I won't say the dates. I will just say in order. Yeah, so Ameri- American, American Ninja 5, Double Impact, Raging Fire. Uh, then we had Bounty Tracker, which was uh, loads of loves. Uh, day five was Dragon the Bruce Lee story, which we both nice. enjoyed. Loved it as well. Really enjoyed it. Then I watched a, a unfortunately terrible but fun Ernie Ray's Junior movie, who's in the Last Dragon, uh, The Process, which he made himself. And there's some fun fights, but it's boring. Uh, then we saw uh, Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon, which for anyone who doesn't know is Samo Hung and um, and Carl Macker, very a great Hong Kong movie from 1990. Really super fights and. The meaning is in the title. Samo, when he fights in this movie, fights like Bruce Lee. Like he's specifically Bruce Lee-like. Uh, on the 8th, it was Martial Law 2 Undercover, otherwise known as Karate Cop in the UK. Uh, Jeff, Wincott, Jeff, Wincott's, Jeff Wincott's first martial arts movie was Cynthia Rothrock, of course, and all the great bad guys in it. Um, then I had, uh, on the ninth, Ring of Fire 3 Lion Strike, a Don the Dragon Wilson joint. Uh, loads of fun, just loads of fun. Um, now, a film that I saw on the 10th, which, you know, when you see a film and you go, I cannot believe I haven't seen this before. Yeah. I cannot believe. There is a, a South African martial arts movie. It's actually a sequel, but interestingly, you don't need to have seen the first movie. I tried to watch the first movie, but it was so out of sync, I couldn't watch it. Um, it's a movie called Kill and Kill Again, starring a guy called James kill Ryan. And kill. kill and Kill Again. And- yeah. So, for real, because the original film is called Karate Killer, which looks like a lot of fun. Kill and Kill Again is one of the most, it's 1981. It is a a real, you would love it. It is a treat. The, the fights are great, like quite a wild fighting. And then, and the, and the last third of the movie is like an End of the Dragon style tournament. But, nice. in, between that, but in between that, it's almost like uh, get the team together to take down the bad guys type movie. Yeah. So he kind of goes to his old, child, his old military mates and all this stuff. That's all brilliant. And it is wild. It's about mind control. The bad guys trying to like mind control the world. It is a proper Austin Powers-ish type scenario, but it's done dead straight. And this it is, sounds but here's, right. What was it called again? It is, it's called Kill and Kill Again. But here's the other thing. The fights are awesome. Like in a wild, like early 80s, wild fight. Like they, they look kind of, I like where those fights are like, they're kind of out of control, if you know what I mean. They don't look quite yeah, choreographed. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm not exaggerating. It's it shot in South Africa. It looks beautiful. It is a wild movie. And when I posted on Facebook, loads of people were like, this is this one is fantastic. It's a it is a you'd want to see it in the cinema, 
like Prince Charles showed it, I don't like. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a ride, you know, and we oh. don't get those anymore. Uh, on the eleventh, I saw Breathing Fire, which is a bit of a nineties classic for people who don't know about it. Um, on the twelfth, I introduced Jenny to Drive, the Picasso's Drive. Oh, good Drive! Drive is, yeah, Drive fantastic. is awesome. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, on the thirteenth, we saw, oh, I saw Riot, which is a Gary Daniels movie with Patrick. Yes, Patrick, yes. I remember the first Gary great, Daniels films I ever watched. Great movie, like for real, entertaining. I'd, I'd forgotten it's a Christmas movie. Really good fights. Obviously, Gary's great. Like the, the actual action is like, the action is done by Spyro Rosatos, who ended up doing like Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, and stuff like that. Like some of the nice. fights and the stunts are bananas. Uh, on the fourteenth, I watched the film you watched, which was Showdown in Little Tokyo. Oh my god! Let's just let's just pause very quickly. Jenny loved it. By the way, Jenny loved it too. Jenny is amazing to love that. Uh, yeah, Showdown in Little Tokyo is seventy-five minutes, but it's not. It's more like eight, uh, sixty-nine minutes with credits. Um, yeah. and it's just. It literally is the leanest, brilliantest, campest, <clears throat> gayest action. Gayest, film. one of the gayest. It's a side of Tango and Cat. I think Tango and Cat it kind of meets. Uh, it's a it's the perfect double bill. And we've said this before, right? Like there are mm. two if you have two films I want a sequel to, it mm. was Showdown Little Tokyo and Tango with and Cat. With ta Showdown Tango and Cat. Showdown Little Tokyo, wait, wait. Showdown Little Tokyo featuring Tango. And Cash. No, I, I think I think it was Tango and Cash Showdown in Little Tokyo. Show Tokyo. Uh, uh, Smackdown in Little Tokyo or something. something so like yeah, that. literally Tango and Cash take a mission in Little Tokyo and come across <laughs> Brandon and and uh, Dolph. And the thing I pointed out to you that I'd forgotten in um, Showdown Little Tokyo when we were watching it is is I'd forgotten that Dolph does the entire last twenty five minutes of the film in pajamas. <laughs> Well, no, he, I think I described it as he he wears an outfit that would have been like a Japanese chef on SNL in like the early 90s. <laughs> like, like, like we're we considering the time period, it sure would have been. But like, it looks like, 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 or like John Belushi would have played a Japanese chef wearing, you know, wearing that get up. It's absurd it's, and therefore wonderful. Genuinely, it's genuinely nuts, but yet nuts in a brilliant way. That's great. It's a great, it's a blast. It's just non-stop entertaining, completely unapologetic, severely racist in places. To the point where you're just like, well, this is this is beyond awkward, like at times. It's like yeah, yeah awkward. It goes all the way when it goes all the way round. Like so it's just a bit like how something could be funny and then not funny, then funny again, you know? Yeah. And, um, and like like I said, it's also got one of the best sex scenes ever because Dolph <laughs> is being ridden by um, Tia Carrera's porn star double. Porn star double, yeah. And Dolph literally looks like he should have a cigar in his mouth and he's yeah. just laying there. He should be sucking on the cigar going. <sighs> like sucking a cigar and like maybe like reading a book. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so funny. And, and I'm, I'm 100% sure that like, like when Brandon Lee, like, Brandley is so gutted that Dolph chose her over oh, him. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's wonder. It's wonderfully. And also, I still think the scene where he's reading Toshishiro Obata his rights while he's beating the shit out of him is fantastic. Yes. you have the right to be dead. I just, I'm great. Like genuinely. Also, the, the, no, the, no, no apology. I think that's great. Yeah, and also one of the best lines in a film ever. You've got the biggest dick on a man. <laughs> on a man. Kenna, on a man. Kenna, yeah, on a man for a start. That's really interesting. That's the bit that gets me. Like, <laughs> not not like, like a horse or a you, You've got the biggest dick I've ever seen. Yeah, you've yeah, got the biggest dick I've man. ever seen on a man, which tells me that Brandon Lee has looked at, a, Brandon Lee's character has looked at a lot of dick. 
Well, say a lot, a lot of chicks, of a lot of chicks, chick or chicks. Chick, he's been to Thailand. Yeah, you know, he's he's seen he. I my my thought of this is he has seen shit. He's been to Thailand to Amsterdam, and then he came he's back. Been all around, that's he's been all, he's, he's gone. If you'll pardon the phrase, he's gone around the world. Um, <laughs> it would be great to have seen a shot with him with like a tape measure, like the tape measure, like coiling back. You know how they like snap back. <laughs> <laughs> You, you have the biggest It's thing. so lean. And they've even got Aldi Young in, which is always Oh, yes. And James Liu, all the classics. James Liu, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. So, yeah, look, love that. Love that. Love that. So um, on the 15th then, we saw, or I saw, No Retreat, No Surrender. And I must specify here, I actually ordered online the double disc from Splendid, felt like the German Blu-ray, because yeah. it has both versions of the film. It has a version with the music is, I can't explain it. I think the music's terrible on it. And it's about 10 minutes longer. And the version I really like is, I think it's the US version, might be forgiven if I get this wrong, but it's a version they released on the UK on VHS because the soundtrack is amazing. It's 83 minutes long or something wow. because that film, as much as I love No Retreat, No Surrender, it doesn't need to be 12 minutes longer or whatever the hell it is. Because I remember watching that version going, this isn't very good. Like, like we all know that No Retreat, No Surrender is cheap and cheerful and silly. Yeah. Which it is. And that's part of its, genuinely part of its charm. But then you keep that shit tight. And the soundtrack makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Like it does how, how it bops along. And, and I've got to say, as I've put it on Facebook, No Retreat, No Surrender was basically my karate kid. Like, yeah. No Retreat, No Surrender was the film where the kid being trained, regardless of the goofiness of the ghost of Bruce Lee and all of that stuff, which I love, but it's fun. But it was a guy who could actually do martial arts. Yeah. Now, I know that that's not necessarily the defining thing about Karate Kid. I know that. He's a guy who learns it and stuff. But I never bought it. And at the time for me, not not so much now, but at the time for me, I was like, this guy, how is this guy winning at all? It wasn't yeah. like Rocky, where Rocky is a box. Do you know what I mean? I just couldn't. And I, I, I almost felt like I was like a martial arts snob. I don't know what my mindset was at the time, but I couldn't buy it. But when you see No Retreat, No Surrender, when you see Jason Stilwell, played by Kurt McKinney, doing the <clears> moves for real, yeah, yeah. fighting Jean-Claude Van Damme, who at the time, I've got to say, Ross, ACB Batman. Is movie. Oh, yeah, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> like, but, but it's a proper film with charm and heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, get, carry on. Uh, and I'll talk about it for another 20 minutes. On the 16th, I watched a notoriously now cult movie called The Miami Connection. I, I have you, to see this. I saw right, the poster. You have, you have to see it. Um, see it's it. like, it that is, is it so is, my kind of film. To be clear, it is the room of martial arts movies. That's why it's become... And if you don't know the story, super brief. This film disappeared completely from circular. It was released in eight cinemas at the time in 1987. Yeah. And the interesting thing was Alamo Drafthouse, the guy who like brings in films like um, reels for the, for the yeah, cinema, yeah. saw a copy of it on eBay for $30. Oh, nice. And it, tur and it turned out to be a pristine print. Like It probably been played once or, so, or twice or something. They screened it at Alamo Drafthouse, which if anyone hasn't been to it, you need to go to the Alamo Drafthouse if you can. It is one of the best cinema experiences you'll ever have. And apparently people just went wild for it. Like a, It became like a midnight film. They then contacted the producer, YC Kim, who's actually a very famous taekwondo guy in Florida. That's There's a lot of behind him there. And he didn't believe that it was there. He didn't believe. He thought it was a prank call. And subsequently, the film has been released and has done really well. I mean, for what it is, considering it, you know, it was going nowhere. It's made its money back and move, and it's become a cult hit. And right. I, mate, you, you so have to watch it. It's a amazing. martial arts rock band goes up against a band yep. of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their yep. grip on Florida's <clears throat> narcotics. Right? I'm, yep. I am so in. 
there yes. is no there is no more way of I, right anyway next. you will you will I mean, you will you will dig that the songs are um one of the songs is called against the ninjas which is you have yeah it's amazing uh and then the last few okay so on the 17th i watched for redemption otherwise known as kickboxer five which is a mark a very early mark dacascos film yeah and and funny enough james ryan from to kill and kill, <laughs> uh, to kill and to kill again is in it cool. as a bad guy which is kind of fun nice. and it's a, a fun little movie uh last couple now on the 18th as in friday jenny and i went to the prince charles cinema again to see the last dragon nice on the big screen and for anyone who doesn't know motown musical martial arts action comedy and it is so much charm it's so much heart definitely if you haven't seen it worth it uh and now to get up to date uh, yesterday i watched bloodsport 2 hey! which which is a film that is not as bad as you might think it would be it stars daniel bernhardt and you've got some great people pat marita james hong is in it Ong Su han donald gibb from the first bloodsport of course it? they're all in it because it's an it's an early what is it late 80s early 90s early it's 90s 19, no no it's 96 i think it's, is it really uh, it's not as early as you think. I think it took quite a long time probably to get the I rights. I thought that would have been much earlier. Okay. No, and today, I mean, it, might be, it might be made a year or two before. And just very quickly, I think they sort of made two, three and four almost back to back. Like okay. the same thing, you know. But by the way, the fights are great. Ron Hall's really good in it. It is it is a DTV movie. It doesn't have, the, dare I say, the relative gloss of blood sport. But Daniel Bernhardt in his first movie, he now does things like the John Wick films and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Very talented performer, really good mover. And it's, again, when you look at Bloodsport 2, do you think it's going to be any good? Not really. No. It's a um, more impressive film than you think it's going to be. If you call it Bloodsport 2, it's prob- probably not going to be great. Um, anyway, right, good. That's martial yes. arts. Blimey, I never thought Ooh. we'd get through this. Let's talk <laughs> about the Batman before we completely run out of time. Uh-huh. Um, so I think we have two slightly different... I think we're in a Dune situation on this. <laughs> whereas I like it more than a lot more than you. I do like it, though. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Like... I, so, I like it. It's just it's too long and stuff. I, the and length, there's some other issues. The length did not, but I did not notice that that film was three hours long. So look, let's let's. I let's say it does. Play, hang on, I would say you're right. It doesn't necessarily feel like three hours, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel necessarily economical with what it's doing. The the, the thing that I loved about it the most, mm-hmm. and the thing that the, the biggest criticism I've seen online about it from people that I whose opinions I don't really care about. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I loved about the most is that there was very little Bruce Wayne in, in it. I liked that. No, no, I was a big fan of that. Yeah, and it's, it's, called, it's about Batman. It's called yeah. the Batman. Yeah, I agree. I will say with and, one little caveat. I will say with one little caveat. A little caveat because cool. I basically completely agree about. I agree with you about that. Is it might have just been nice to have seen the aspect of Bruce Wayne that he presents to the public being like the play, but a bit, but one, one of my favorite scenes is yet. when he doesn't, no, he doesn't have to. No, you're right. No, no, I don't think he, I don't think he's still kind of grieving, I guess, but I don't think, I don't think he's got to that. I don't think he realizes at this point that he has that, to do it. That he, he has, has to, to do it. it. And I think, yeah. so I don't think they yeah. covered that off. Um, the one thing I'm really, really gutted about, um, mm. apparently there was a scene where, where Batman goes to the, goes to Arkham and right. has like this Hannibal Lecter esque relationship with the Joker, and yeah. he, he like tries to get into his like, and he tries to use the Joker or whatever that character is at this point. Mm. Yeah, to kind of understand the Riddler, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I kept that in there. Now here's the thing. So here's the thing. I don't. Although obviously it's a good scene. It's a good scene. So by the way, spoiler, key, one of by my, the way, spoiler yeah. alert, people. Spoiler alert. We're now entering spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler so my one of my main things is I wish they hadn't had the scene 
with um, Riddler and like presumably the Joker at the end. I oh, really I wish they really had like done that. that. No, no, here's the thing. It was a good scene. Like, I'm not disputing the quality of it. You didn't need him in this film at all. Like, just the idea of putting him in there and like put him in there or don't. Here's, here's my thing. I, if there'd been a scene with Batman with the Joker doing something. That last scene would have made right, sense. Not just more sense because we all knew who he was. Not just more sense, but then there's value to the Joker being in it. Yeah, yeah. Because the idea, because otherwise they kind of go, huh? And, but listen, this is a very minor. Listen, it's a minor criticism. No, no, there's, no there's no bad scenes. There's no bad scenes. In the film. No, I there's think no you're right, scenes. and I think I think don't tease it. Just do it properly. Just yeah, that would have paid off know. that scene. Yeah. And without yeah. it, that scene was a bit random. That yeah, I exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and the fact it almost ended on that was 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 weird because it's like no, this isn't the villain film. So, something exactly. I, I thought Paul Dano was fantastic. The, this interpretation of the Riddler was really good for me. I agree, and I, I mean, I, one of the scenes I loved was the interrogation. Well, not interrogation. The scene when he goes to Arkham. Yeah, I thought that was that was fantastic. That that scene was that that was almost like the Lecter ish scene. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we did. Maybe we took out the Joker thing because it was too similar. Or so, I don't yeah, know, or something. yeah, potentially. Um, um, possibly. I really like that. I'd like I to thought... see. I'd like to see that scene. I'd like to watch that scene. I mean, you know, but I just yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll be on DVD. Um, my favorite. Yeah. I think it's my favorite interpretation of Catwoman on screen. It's. Uh, it's up there. I still think Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. But then again, she's not as a developed character yet, is she? No. I think she was very good. And you know, what I love, so a couple of quick things about Catwoman. One of the things I loved was that Catwoman didn't beat up Batman. Yes. But the idea that, she, like, they showed that she was capable, that she could fight, and she took out a couple of bad guys, which is great, that's all good, and I'm not trying to sound condescending in any way, but if they'd have done a thing where she got Batman on his ass, my my respect for it would have just dropped. Yes. Because, stop it, and I'm so glad that that, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. They no just one, showed that no I'm chance, and I like that. that. It's important. I thought Colin Farrell was just, what the fuck was, that yeah. was, that version of the penguin was great. Yep. Great, yeah, I don't disagree. Star. Yep, yeah, I, I don't disagree. And, and also the the bit where they hogtied him and he had to yeah. waddle. Was yeah, that was funny. Fucking genius! It's that was such funny. a clever, smart little reference. It was after a scene though, but I would say the worst scene of the film, in my opinion, unless unless I'm forgetting something, was the ch that chase scene was incomprehensible the, the ending thing. of it was the end, yes yeah the car no, the, the, I end, love the that. ending of it i thought it was incom i thought the ending of it was brilliant i thought the end the bit where he comes out of the flames that was brilliant do you know why I love but the actual chase was awful i thought the chase was awful do you know why i love the only bit why and and, and so Kermo did the same thing and mm. the reason i loved it was for exactly that reason every time you see an action sequence in a film like the dark knight or or something mm. like that it's about the batmobile it's about the car it's about yes. look at how well this theme scene stayed yeah i'm gonna zoom out and show you the, what i loved about this was it was an it was a car chase done from a, a super intimate perspective and you don't uh, see I don't, that I, like, I, don't try, I don't i didn't feel it i love i absolutely i love action scenes like that 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 don't have those wide like if i was to shoot an action scene like a car chase I would probably shoot it like they shot in this because there's, there's, no, value, there's no value. There's no value to it though. There's no value to it because it's not about the car chase. That's the mistake I think you're making there. It, the the action is not about. It's not an action sequence. It's a character sequence with with action around it. I don't feel it. And I just didn't that, feel it at all. That for me was one I of love the, the ending. Like I say, I love the end. I love the ending of it. The ending was great, but that was yeah. one of the best yeah. moments of the film for me. I absolutely yeah. adored that. Um, no. I thought. 
probably if I had some criticisms, and I have very few. I, I don't know about many. I don't know. I don't know about many. I, I like the film, like overall. It just, I think it just doesn't um, sustain. I I I loved. I okay, loved here's, a, here's, a quick, here's a quick. Here's a quick. Here's a quick. Yeah, look, I've got no problems with it, almost. I don't think any of the arcs or anything like that. So one of the things I dislike most about it, and I'm not, I'm not even picking on it particularly, because overall, good film. Really, like, really good film, actually, overall, you know, overall. It's my but, film of the year I, so far. And I, mean, I want to already in March. Not quite. Through. I do want to see it again. I said to Jenny, I don't think Jenny wants to. I want to see it again because I feel like I want to just sort of settle in with it. But one of the things I didn't like, and I've heard loads of things I liked, and very quickly, one of the, the first hour of the film, it's I was convinced, I was convinced it was this is the best Batman film we've ever seen, like ever, overall because the, of the, the way the cops react to him. Yes, that scene where he walks into the, the the crime scene. scene. Yes, that's incredible. Just, people incredible. have that unnerving kind of acceptance yes. of him being there. And, and I also like Love that it. how all of that all evolves as well. The scene when he's with Gordon and he has to punch Gordon. The scene yeah. where the cops are kind of warming to him. That's all really. That's all really really good and quite subtle. One of the things I like least about it except for the result of what I'm about to say. I didn't like the flooding thing at all. At all. I, I just, I hated it. Except, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to quickly put an exception, what I did love was the end result of that scene is about Batman saving people. Yes. The so, bit when he walks those people to safety, I loved yeah. that. The flooding sequence is so, straight a comic book, isn't it? But I didn't, but I didn't like that at all. I liked the, expl like the van explosion. I liked the, ran like, not random, I the van explosion. I liked all that. The whole Again, having the place flooded, I just didn't like it at all. I, I like, like the fact that this didn't film didn't, didn't kind of end on some kind of weird forced action sequence. Oh, no, no, same here. No, no, I like that too. No, I like that it Again, wasn't like a final fight. No, no, I like that it wasn't. I, I love that there wasn't a final fight. And I love it. I'm really happy with all that. I just felt the flooding itself. I just didn't feel anything because we don't really know any of the people involved. We, we only meet that mayor or the, the candidate or whatever, very brief. Like, we don't really feel anything. And I just, the, 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 the interesting stuff was him fighting the bad guys on the balconies. But even then, I didn't really care about that. I thought that was kind of a bit I, near. I thought a it was a good near. ending. I, I, I think, I think it end, the very ending, the very ending is great. The way he leads those people to safety. Yeah. And it makes you feel like a, dare I say, a more positive thing is coming. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that loads i like loads. i love the funeral yep yeah, funeral was really good and i loved the whole really the way it was interrupted that was very good that was all great i i, I did think that i agree with what, seven but yeah yeah i agree with what um andy uh what people said about andy circus was a bit underused but then again it's not very underused no but he's he, not he's not he's very underserved is he underused under or is he just a really big actor in a really no, good, in a really no, you need to, no. I think no, I no. I and listen, we may well find out that some of that circus scenes were cut. You know, um, he did a good Kane's job. Not in it that much in like like or like Dark Knight. No, no, no. I know, no, no. I I know, but he there seems to be a more. I think what was interesting about this relationship that wasn't explored, at least not in the version we saw, is they are somewhat closer in age. I mean, circus also, is what 20, 20 years older than him. Yeah, and it's yeah, quite... but I liked I liked yeah. all that. I liked and I loved. I love the fact it's a different dynamic, right? Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I really dug that, and I wanted to see. Listen, it's in a good. Listen, it's good that I say I want to see more of that. That's yeah. actually a good thing. So I... I appreciate that. And also, I'm not saying he gets involved in the action at the end or anything like that. But I just, it felt scant. It felt somewhat scant. It yeah, felt somewhat scant. I I agree that 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 
for sure. I'll tell you what I did it's love. A minor, minor criticism, not a massive yeah, yeah. criticism. I'll tell you what I did love. I thought it was the uh, the the closest a Batman film has come to feeling like the Arkham games. Yes, and also Gotham, which is mostly Glasgow, if I recall correctly. Yes, Glasgow and Liverpool. Yeah. Gotham really felt to me like, unlike the Nolan films. It didn't films feel like Chicago films, or New York. No, it felt like its own place and it did yeah. without getting all cliche it felt like a character like the, it felt atmospheric it felt somber yeah. and it felt interesting that's one of my good. biggest complaints really about the nolan films yeah it just looks it's, like it doesn't look like anywhere apart from batman begins like... batman begins yes Gotham, they worked on that Gotham's yeah. brilliant like they've got yeah. the narrows and you've got this whole yes, kind yeah. of, like train yeah, the, the atmosphere the train like, yeah, the, 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 L, the l train the l train yeah, yeah, yeah and then for some reason in the dark night he abandons all of that and just goes yeah. to new york so and it doesn't like, look like anything it doesn't look like anything there were times in this game times in this where i like i so i played i played arkham knight three times right the first time i gave yeah. up didn't like yeah. it second time i gave up because i just i found the car stuff intolerable i just found yeah. it so boring and then last year, post lockdown, I had nothing to play. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to give Batman another go. And I played it through in about a week. I became right. so obsessed. I did all the DLC as well. I did oh, everything right. but the Riddler movies. And I absolutely yeah. think it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Wow. And, but there are, there are shots in the film that like, that I was just like, oh my God, like, the director has definitely seen this yeah. game, and yeah. and I love that. I love the fact that Gotham felt more unique since probably as unique as Batman Returns, right? In its own way. Yeah. I mean, Batman Returns is fucking mental in terms of kind of its interpretation of anything. But mm. um, so I, I love that, and I also love the the gritty kind of seventy feel of this. It was a real. It yeah. felt like unlike any like this is yo know, Zack Snyder. This is how you do a dark looking superhero. Yeah, the atmosphere was incredible. The first hour, uh, the way it's all done through the, the POV binoculars stuff, all of that stuff was really interesting. Um, there's really, like, it's mostly good stuff. Like it's mostly great stuff even. I like the score, we haven't talked touched on the oh score. My God, the I, Michael Giacchino, I find very variable, but I thought he really set a tone for this. And I, I don't know. It's really interesting. That music is some of the best music I've, I've It is, heard. I think it's great. I think it's, I've heard some criticism. I thought it was great. Every time it comes kind of on, it's, it's kind of operatic. It's kind of operatic and, yeah. and um, overbearing in a good, like overwhelming. Sorry, in places. And, and can I just say that I'm going to be quite controversial here and say this could be one of my favourite Batmobiles as well. It, I think it is. I've just built it in Lego, by the way. I know. I saw <laughs> um, that. Yeah, I saw that. That's I think it is one of the best because because it kind of looks like shit, and I like. Yeah, that. it's it's kind of like it looks like Mad Max Batmobile, right? And. I love that. So look, I mean, I gave it a nine out of ten. I genuinely think it is. And um, we'll talk about our top five Batman films. I gave it. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I think it's oh it's in, it's it at the moment. It's the first time I've watched it. It's the first time I've watched it. I think it could well rise rise to an eight, like relatively, it's because definitely... my my criticisms have to be taken away, and it has to be taken away. But it's the first time I've watched it. I think there's yeah. no reference to go otherwise. Um, I think I, it probably I, does sit at an eight, probably, but I'm just, for now it's just a... I genuinely, I was genuinely blown away. And especially as, as I know for a 
for a fact that is it was not a smooth production right robin patterson apparently refused sure. to train he i usually given... discount I, I discount a lot of that stuff. i think that's a lot of that stuff is a bit like the whole thing with daniel craig not no being, no you know, being trust me ross ross no no i yeah. i know i know <laughs> but still but still yeah, uh, apparently, like they, they basically weren't talking for the majority of the film as well. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of conflict between the, which surprises me that they're announcing a sequel. Like, I get the fact that like money, like money and well, no, that's what I mean. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. I think, I think a lot of it was, you know, or some of it significantly was just nee, 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 nee. no, it wasn't. Trust me. Mm. I, 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 no. <laughs> this is one of those ones where it was, yeah. It, no, I'm was, sure, but I just, I still think so. It was a really rough shoot, and they, they apparently did not get on at all. But look, hey, good, because sometimes that creative conflict can create a hell of a good film. Oh, yeah. Look at coming to America. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, exactly. Look at um, Mad Max Fury Road, right? Mm hmm. Like, you know, you got two stars on there that had to be fucking chaperone because they couldn't be with each other. We've only we've only heard about that now though, like five years afterwards. <laughs> yeah, they did I think they did a very good job of um and what I loved about that is Tom Hardy's owned that a lot as well. Yeah. Like so anyway, look, let's talk about off we won't we won't bother uh, going too much detail on this, but um i'll do number five you do number five yep, number four exactly. number, we'll do our top five batman films this is live action only people so there will be no animated ones in here because there's so many animated movies now that and they're, very all hard they're all pretty they're all pretty much better than most live action yeah movies. and and like other than but with the exception mask of the phantasm which is still one of the greatest batman movies but if you include that then you have to include other animated films and it gets sure, really course, crappy yeah. So, um, so we're including any film here that Batman mm -hmm. appears in. So, Suicide Squad is included. Yeah. I can guarantee you that's not in my top five. It's not included. Trust me. <laughs> I think you can safely say Suicide Squad is not in my top five. So, um, and I'm going to say my honourable mention goes to Batman sixty six. It sits at number six, but Pumped. for me, but it's Pumped. a great film. Um, yeah. So, my number five is. Batman, not the Batman, but Batman. <laughs> so the Tim Burton Batman film. Punky punk. Oh no, we're not going to really talk about them, so we don't really. Have no, to no, no, I know, I know. So, but yeah, it's a good film. So you're number five. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Uh, good, good film. Because which is my number four. So my oh, number four is Batman Begins. Okay, it's good. Your number four uh, is my number four is Batman sixty six. Partly <gasps> Batman because 66. I've seen, partly because I've seen it recently, and partly it holds up really well. What's its official title? Is it Batman? It's just Batman. It's just Batman. It's Batman the movie. It's Batman, Batman the movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Batman the movie. Batman the movie is just one of the most fun things. Mm. Oh, yeah, but it's also Batman 66. It's like, it's actually under Batman. It's, it's, only, it's only become known as 66. It's not. It's like now people say Batman 89. Well, but it's just Batman. It's not. It's like yeah. saying Star Wars 1977, you know. It's not accurate yeah so i'm gonna call oh, what am i gonna call it on the show notes let's call it batman 66 because i think that's probably we might as well call it batman 66 and batman 89 then yeah, yeah 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 um so cool okay cool so that's your number four four my yeah. number three is the batman mm -hmm. your number three is uh batman 89 batman 89 the tim burton mm -hmm. legendary batman um, the thing that kind of kicked off the whole real superhero thing, in a way. Um, mm. uh, my number 
two is Batman Returns. Oh. Which I absolutely adore because it's one of the most batshit mental films, no pun intended. Uh, it's held up for a long time. It's held up for 30 years. And it is. And like, like, so this is probably the direct, the closest correlation to the Batman, right? Because it's got mm. basically the same characters in it. Um, other than the Riddler. It's great. It's such a good film. And it's so, what I love about Batman Returns is like, I've said this before, I'd love to have been at the meeting where like Burger King went in to decide <laughs> yeah. what they were going to do. And Tim Burton unveils the film. I can just imagine Burger King going, how much did we pay for this again? Because millions I don't know. and millions, it was millions and millions, and they they should have done a thing where it's like you get like a nose you could bite into, <laughs> or or like a like child, you, black a child you could abandon, abandon or some yeah. SME yeah. S M right. gear. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so your number two, my number two is the Batman. The Batman, nice. Mm -hmm. I, I'm fuck. I'm so fucking annoyed that you're not going to put the Dark Knight in any of this. I'm no, so annoyed because no it's so wrong. It's not a good Batman film. It's a good film. It's not a good Batman film. It's a depressing Batman film. I've got like, like the film overall as quality. No, my number one Batman. is my number one is of course the Batman. Uh, ba sorry, the Dark Knight because it is <laughs> the best action film. Sorry, it's the best film of that. The Dark Knight is a really good film, but it's not. In, it's not in my top five Batman films. I, I, I think we've interpreted this slightly differently, which means I'm guessing your favourite is the is Batman Returns. Yes, it is. Uh, and that's because Returns. and that's because of that's because of durability. That's because of time. That's but, not just because all of those yeah. things have sort of changed in my estimation in the last thirty years or so. Although I'd argue that Batman Returns is a worse Batman film than The Dark Knight because Batman's no. not really that much. he's not the focus he's in it a lot of no, he's in it significantly more than in the first Batman film. yeah but that's not hard and <laughs> and I feel like no, and I feel like he owns the film a lot more but he's still overshadowed the Dark Knight, he doesn't, but the Dark Knight he's overshadowed hugely by the joke like, like he's again Batman isn't in the Dark Knight that much either and also they don't do anything with also they don't do anything with him one of the things I like the reason why Batman Begins is in there more than anything it's partly it was such a fresh, you know, yeah. fresh start. But secondly, and again, this is a thing that the Batman is missing, but you're right, it doesn't earn it yet necessarily, is one of the things I love about Bale in Batman Begins is he's a different Bruce Wayne to different people and he's a different Batman to different people. Yes. He uses different, like, that is, and that, and again, like you say, Nolan abandoning things, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, that has gone completely. And it's such a shame. He really, he does Batman down somewhat in Dark Knight, but he definitely doesn't damage Dark Knight Rises, which I can't help. It paints the whole thing. But Batman Begins, regardless of because it's flawed for sure, but there is a lot going on with Batman and Bruce Wayne that the other films don't have. Yeah. In fact, I, in, fact, I, in, fact, in fact, that film has it more than probably all of the other films. Yeah, in terms I of agree. Batman and Bruce Wayne. I think the best characterization of Batman as being a different entity. I've always, I always love, I've mm. said this to you before. I've always loved the opening scene with Bruce Wayne in the, in Tim Burton's Batman, where yeah. he, he's wandering around the party and he's putting his glass on the side. Oh, of it's Alfred. genius with Alfred. Yes, absolutely. And he's got the pen and he just puts it in the plant pot and Alfred picks it up. Like, you, you know, that kind of scatty kind of. Yes, genius. Love genius. that interpretation. I can't. And even, cannot even wait. the scene that, the scene that follows it, yes, we can't wait for the, to see what he does. Although, apparently, it's no, late yeah. on this year now. They've, they've moved the release that's date. Interesting. Like, well, that's interesting. Is that good or bad? <laughs> but here's the thing: even 
the, the moment after that, pretty much in the the other room, where the guys are going, where did he get? Oh, what is it? And, and he goes, it's Japanese. And they go, well, how do you know? They said because I bought it in Japan. It's just yes. that's brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, it's now pushed, 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 there's no ego. There's no ego in it. There's no ego. No, in it. That's what no, no, no. About. It's now pushed back to June 2023. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But apparently, as in, as in. the Batgirl movie, because that has to come after the Flash, because Batman, uh, Bruce, uh, Michael Keaton's in that one as well. So they can't. You know what? I mean, I don't. I don't care when that film comes out at the moment. Knowing that it's from the directors of Bad Boys Three, I don't care when that film. Comes oh, out. okay, yeah, I'm done with that. Thank you. Uh, that that song. Sorry, I, I just mean from. I mean, hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's fun, but I just I don't care about it. At all. Yeah, I, I I've also heard a rumor, and it may just be a rumor that that he might also be in the second Aquaman movie. That's interesting. I'm sure someone. Well, it's, been, well, it's wrapped. It's wrapped. So <laughs> he's either shot it or he hasn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. So look, um, okay, cool. So that's our look at the Batman at Batman films. I think next time maybe we'll do our favourite Batman. Okay. By the way, what's your worst one? What's your worst Batman film? I haven't really thought about that, but I suppose I mean it's probably the Dark Knight Rises. It's so bad. Batman and Robin, I can enjoy when you think about it like a sixties film. If you think about it like the sixties film, Batman and Robin is hilarious, hilariously bad. Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises isn't entertaining at all. There's nothing entertaining. I still, think, uh, I still think Zack Snyder, the non-Zack Snyder version of Justice League sits. I mean, that's low. you're right. That's low, but I that's not Batman. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. Like, I, it's an appearance rather than the Dark Knight Rises still has certain. I need to watch it again. It's still for listen. Me, I know I, it has. Listen, I know it has good bits. It's bound to have good bits in it. But he yeah. gave all the good bits to his Inception cast. Doesn't give a shit about Batman. And, and it's that really badly written. Fucking the thing where all the, all fight the, on the rooftop. Oh, that was over and that also, brilliant. she is massively miscast. I, oh, I like Anne Hathaway. Massively miscast. Awful. And also, all the cops at the same time go into the sewers for months. <laughs> the dumbest thing. Have they heard of? Have they heard of man, manhole covers? Like, what are they? What are they talking about? But it's. I mean, if you want to, if you want to put it's awful. It's just awful. That is, to me, the dumbest thing I've ever seen in any movie. It's so sh- for months, not like for an hour or something. They're but down it's there the fact they months. all go in there at once. Yeah, they like, all pile every in. Every cop in the city. They all pile, they all pile in there. Let's do this quickly. Anyway, well, last where can people find out more about you, my friend? You can find me in the sewers of Gotham City with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, please check all the social media things. I'm at Ross Boyas. Uh, please also follow Evolutionary Films. That's at Evo Films UK. All the social things. Uh, please also follow at Vengeance Film UK to follow the exploits of the action franchise film thing that I write. Cool. And www.rossandfilmtalkmovies to find out more about the podcast. Uh, follow me on all the socials as well. And we will be back hopefully in a little bit quicker time than we have been. I know we've been a little bit... <laughs> A little bit sketchy of late, but we'll be back uh, to talk more movies. Thank you, Ross. It's been a pleasure as always. Uh, and we'll yep. speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Cheerio, Cheerio Tati. Bye. Bye.